Hey church family, welcome back to another Leroy UMC podcast. So Jesus made for a terrible dinner guest. Jesus disagreed with the Pharisees on nearly every point and sitting at the table, he is honest and blunt about the ways they were mistaken. However, the amazing thing is that Jesus never stops sitting at the table with them and they never stop inviting him to the table. We can disagree with our rivals and be honest about it, but we can never stop talking to them. Let's send it over to Pastor Matthias. Well, friends, this morning as we make our way into September, we are continuing with our worship series, uh, Common Ground. As we've said before, the basic idea for this series is that we, well, we are living in very divided, kind of confrontational times. Uh, That's nothing new in human history or in the biblical world. And so we are taking a look at different biblical writers uh, and the way that some of them responded to different disagreements, differences, and problems they might have had. Uh, We've looked already at 1 John and uh, the group that went out from them. We looked last week at Paul and his letter to the Romans, uh, talking about idol meat. And this week, still kind of working our way back, we are taking a look at Christ and the Pharisees uh, in Luke chapter 11, verses 37 to 44. Friends, listen now for the word of the Lord. While he was speaking, a Pharisee invited him to dine with him. So he went in and took his place at the table. The Pharisee was amazed to see that he did not first wash before dinner. And then the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You fools! Do not, did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? So give alms of those things that are within, and then everything will be clean for you. But woe to you Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and herbs of all kinds and neglect justice and the love of God. It is these you ought to have practiced without neglecting the others. Woe to you Pharisees, for you love to have the seat of honor in the synagogues and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces. Woe to you, for you are like unmarked graves on which people unknowingly walk. Well, friends, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord of truth, if this message speaks your truth, then let it be heard and let it resonate with someone here. But Lord, if this message does not speak your truth, if it does not speak your grace, then let it be forgotten in an instant. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Jesus of Nazareth made for a terrible dinner guest. Honestly, that strange uncle, that obnoxious cousin, that annoying in-law, that frustrating sibling that you have in your family has nothing on Jesus Christ when it comes to ruining a perfectly good dinner. And few passages prove it better than that one. 
In Luke 11, right in the middle of Jesus' ministry, we're told that a Pharisee invited Jesus to dine with him, so he went in and took his place at the table. And just before the food was served, an awkward moment happened when the Pharisee was amazed to see that Jesus did not first wash before dinner. In first century Israel, it was well, it was more than just good manners and proper etiquette to wash before a meal, but by Jesus' day, it had almost become kind of a social religious ritual, an expectation, a very important symbolic cleansing. And hearing the Pharisees' comment about his unusual etiquette, Jesus goes into a tirade Right there at the dinner table, Jesus turns on his host and says, You Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You fools, give as alms those things that are within, and then everything will be clean for you. But Jesus doesn't stop there. He goes on. He goes into a rant against all the Pharisees. Woe to you Pharisees because you neglect justice. Woe to you Pharisees for you love to sit in honored places. Woe to you Pharisees for you are like unmarked graves. People walk on without even knowing it. That's certainly one way to make a dinner table feel really awkward. <laughs> Honestly, I think... Looking at all the different biblical dinners that happen throughout Scripture, this passage may take the prize for most uncomfortable dinner in the Bible, perhaps second only to the time when King Herod brought in John the Baptist's head on a silver platter for his dinner guests. This Scripture is every people-pleaser's worst nightmare. And the only question that any person with table manners can ask is, how do you make sense of that? Where is the good news in seeing Jesus involved in such an uncomfortable conflict at such a delicate moment? Picking the passage apart a little bit, at one level there is nothing surprising about the argument that breaks out. In all four of the Gospels, the Pharisees are the group that Jesus probably most often comes into conflict with. And if you pay attention to all of the different conflicts and debates that Jesus gets into with the Pharisees, you'll notice that more often than not, the real issue, the source of attention of all the different disputes Jesus and the Pharisees have are differences over practice. Jesus and the Pharisees disagree over how believers should live, what behaviors are acceptable and what are inappropriate. So it's not surprising that they should argue over the importance of ritual washing. And at another level, there may even be something strangely virtuous about the way that Jesus is so upfront and honest and even direct about the differences that he has with the Pharisees. Sometimes we can be so afraid of offending people that we might cause more harm by not speaking openly and honestly. Jesus was nonviolent, but he was not non-confrontational. 
However, what's, what's even more astounding than Jesus' very unorthodox openness and willingness to be honest, and even more important than all the endless differences that Jesus has with the Pharisees, is the fact that putting this scripture into the even bigger picture of the Gospels, this meal was not the last dinner that Jesus would have with the Pharisees. As harsh as Jesus' dinner table conversation may be, and as sharp as the differences Jesus has with the Pharisees are, this was not the first or the last time that Jesus would sit at the dinner table with them. Just a few chapters before this, in Luke 7, Jesus was invited to have dinner with Simon the Pharisee. And just three chapters after this, in Luke 14, we will once again see Jesus going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal. It keeps happening. Just think about that. Jesus kept on meeting with the Pharisees, kept sitting at the table with rivals, kept breaking bread with those who he saw eye to eye on almost nothing with, for all the ways that they seem wrong to him, Jesus never stops meeting with them. Because no matter how different or wrong they may be, Jesus Christ never stops talking. From the manger to the cross, Jesus Christ never tells the ones who have different ideas or beliefs that he's done talking with them. Jesus never walks away from the other side. Jesus is always willing to answer just about any question he hears from the crowd. And while you may not see it in this particular passage in all four Gospels, Jesus always first hears the challenges and the comments that others have for him. For all their differences, Jesus never stops talking with Pharisees. And how remarkable a thought is that? Especially now, in times like these, when there seem to be so many rivals all around us, and when it can be so hard to keep talking, when that other group, whatever group, whoever they may be, just frustrates or challenges us so much, in times like these, there is so much hope in the fact that Jesus never stopped talking. Even at the end, it was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who walked away from him up until the very last day. Jesus was still in the temple courts, ready to go on taking questions and talking. Whatever side of whatever aisle you're on, Jesus is a savior, it seems, who will never stop talking to you. But there's something even more significant to the fact that Luke 11 is not the last dinner that Jesus has with the Pharisees. Because it tells us that for all their divisions and problems, not only was Jesus always willing to talk, but Jesus 
was always ready to make sure there was a place at the table for them. If you think about it, there is no better way to see who it is we care about than to see who it is that we will have dinner with. Just think about all the people that you eat with and the reasons why. From family, who we love at the dinner table, to close friends that we invite out to a restaurant, we break bread most often with the people we like spending time with. The ones who make us laugh, the ones who maybe share our views, the ones who matter to us. Simply put, we make a space at our table for the ones we make a space for in our lives. So how significant is it that Jesus Christ, for all their conflicts, all their disagreements, and all their problems, Jesus never stops making space for the Pharisees? Jesus doesn't just refuse to ever stop talking. Not only does he never close the dialogue that he has with people who disagree with him, but Jesus refuses to ever limit his table to just the ones who love him. But instead, Jesus makes sure there is space for the ones he loves at his table, and that includes them. And that is also, when you get down to it, the great twist. That's the big reversal behind Luke 11 that you might not pick up on at first, but that Luke builds throughout his gospel. Jesus makes for a terrible dinner guest because Jesus may be the one who is invited to the Pharisees' home, but Jesus isn't the guest at that table He's the host. As biblical scholar Justo Gonzalez probably put it best in his commentary, Jesus is not a very good guest because Jesus has a tendency to take over. When the Pharisee invites him to dine, he is unwittingly inviting him to take over his dinner. Jesus cannot be one more name in our list of guests when we invite him into our lives. We are inviting him to come not as a guest, but as host and Lord. Jesus is never our guest who sits at our table and follows our rules. Jesus is Lord even when it's our home and it's our table. It's one of the most amazing details in the passage, and maybe you caught it, but in verse 39, right before Jesus responds to the Pharisee for the first time, Luke writes, the Lord said to him. Luke, the author, knows who owns the home, but he also knows who the real Lord of hosts at that table was. That may be the real beauty behind this confrontational, awkward, and uncomfortable scripture passage. The good news that regardless of whether 
regardless of whether we are disciples or Sadducees or Pharisees or scribes or teachers of the law, regardless of whether we're right or wrong, regardless of what issues may come up, what problems we may have, and regardless of what table we find ourselves at when all is said and done, Jesus never stops breaking bread with Pharisees because there is no table and there is no life that Jesus is not prepared to be host over. That is the good news of our faith. The fact that Jesus chooses to talk to us, to associate with us, to be among us, to love us, no matter how right or wrong we sometimes get it. That is the good news we get to remind every single person in this community of, especially in difficult, divisive times. With stickers and yard signs, we get to tell all of God's children that no matter what their differences may be, no matter what issues they may argue over, no matter whether they're righteous or sinful, right or wrong, broken or whole, Whoever they are, Jesus will not stop talking, will not stop calling out to them. And so neither will we. And Jesus will always have a place at the table for them. And so we will always have a place for them in this church. Whoever they are and whoever we are, there is always a seat somewhere at Christ's table because there is always enough grace for all of us. So yes, Jesus of Nazareth made for a terrible dinner guest. He did not always follow proper table etiquette, did not always obey the rules of polite conversation, did not always fit the bill for a model guest. But the good news is that's only because Jesus Christ wasn't a guest. At every table he sits at, Jesus is always the host, especially at this table that we all come to this morning, no matter what views or differences we may have. And the miracle beneath every uncomfortable, awkward dinner table conversation that the gospel has to offer is that they only exist because Christ is a host who never stops talking to them, no matter how right or wrong they are, and because Christ is a host who never stops making sure that there is a seat at the table for you. Because no matter who you are, you matter to the Lord of hosts. And there is always grace for you and for them. And thanks be to God for it. Amen. Friends, please pray with me. Christ Jesus, our Lord and our host, we ask that you come into this house and invite us to your table in your kingdom. Lord, speak to us honestly 
and directly when we make mistakes and show us the right way to go. Lord, never stop talking to us and guiding us in your truth, no matter how often we disagree with you. Never stop keeping a place for us at your table of grace, no matter who we may be or what we have done. And Lord, whether we are your friends or your rivals, right or wrong, broken or whole, never stop calling us to take our seat beside you and grant us the wisdom and the compassion to realize that you have saved a seat for them too. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you are blessed and that you are a blessing. Go in peace.